Well, 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 welcome to Pop Apologist, our little podcast. Uh, Lauren, are you happy to be recording with me today? You know, I actually really am happy to be recording with you. As I said on our Patreon episode, by the way, the Patreon, the subscriber edition episode from Friday, someone was like, I couldn't stop laughing. This is so funny. <gasps> yeah, it was I such a see cute- that comment. Oh my gosh, was- I need to look at it. It was such a good episode, I feel like. And I just want people to know that if you want more of us, there's more out there. There's more. In the Patreon and subscriber edition, we definitely are much more unhinged on those episodes, much more unfiltered. But yeah, no, as I said on that episode, I love our little podcast. I love doing this with you. I want to do it, you know, up until the Wednesday before I die. So Mm -hmm. just plan on continuing to hear from us, people. Like it or not, yeah, we're here we, and there's plenty of content. You know, there's also like a hundred plus episodes you can listen to from the past, unfortunately. Do you have ever have this happen, Lauren, where someone will bring up something you've shared on the podcast and you've totally forgotten about it? No, no, no. It's actually disturbing because there are so many things we have disclosed on yes. this podcast. And, and musings and insecurities and just miscellaneous thoughts that have been shared that you know, people will bring up to me and I will just shudder thinking about all the things I don't even remember that I've shared. So all that information is out there for you people if you want to go back and listen. But anyway, we're here today. We have quite a bit to get into a bunch of like a smattering of topics, I would say. Yes, there's so much to get into. But before we do so, can I talk to you Chandler about some things that have been going on in my abode? My domestic household. I would love to hear it. I, I have a feeling these are Kagan stories and I want to hear all of them because I think Kagan stories are maybe my favorite stories. Are you a prophetess? Are you getting into mediumship? Are you a seer? Are you a revelator? Or did you just see that on the outline? That I, I, I saw it on the outline <laughs> and I am a seer I'm a, and a mystic and I, you know, and I'm mother God. I have a feeling these are stories about <laughs> Look, Kagan. The Galactics came to me. Robin Williams came to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. that This is actually a good moment to tell everyone. This is your warning. Please watch the HBO series. It's a three-episode docuseries. It's called Love Has Won on Mother God. And... It is so good. We are going to be discussing it on next week's episode with Kate Casey. So that'll be a really fun episode. But Chandler, no. So let's get back to the sunny shores of Puerto Rico, where I live. And I do need to roast my husband a little bit. So a few (laughs) moments that have happened this past week that I have just thought, who am I married to? The first, (laughs) you know, I'm sitting down to have a gorgeous evening at home to watch some Bravo, a little glass of Pinot Grigio in front of me, Mm -hmm. a little Meredith Marks on my screen. It was a stunning evening watching them on the coast of Bermuda. And I thought you're going to say a little Meredith Marks on my ears. (laughs) No, unfortunately, I don't have any Meredith Marks fine jewelry or her new fashion jewelry brand. It's actually really disturbing because for me, I know that the height of, I think, jewelry sophistication would be hoop earrings with an M on them. Okay. A large M hoop earring. Uh I might finally rise to influencer stardom if I could only get my paws on a pair of Meredith Marks earrings. Those earrings were giving like the bat signal. But like with an M. <laughs> okay, this is what I have to talk about. So this is a Meredith Meredith Marks story. Here for Meredith it. Meredith Marks is having her meltdown about her bathtub. And yeah. for non-Real Housewives of Salt Lake City viewers, Meredith Marks, I would say, is stunning. She's a very beautiful lady. But basically what happened is this Kagan was like, oh, that's my girl. You know, she's <gasps> basically saying that that's his favorite. Oh, the housewives my gosh. Of Salt Lake City. And... Before has said that he thinks Whitney is hot. So Mm -hmm. I was confused, right? Right. And so I turned to him and I said, I thought you thought Whitney was the hottest. And he was like, no, definitely Meredith. And I was like, is it just because she has big boobs? Right. He's like, no, no, no. Whitney's boobs are much bigger. And I'm like, wait, what? 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 (laughs) What? 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 Record scratch. I'm so confused. How do you just have that data point in your head? They're like neither on the screen right now. It's right, a scene right. with Angie K. Anyway. Despicable. Distur- I mean disturbing. He, you know what he should have said? He should have said, What? What? What are you talking about? <laughs> I, that doesn't from the neck down, I don't even know. 
He was like, I just like, I like Meredith Mark's mind. Yeah, exactly, Chandler, exactly. No, no, so that was a very fun moment. The second roast for Kagan I have this week is that I'm sitting on the couch and he's FaceTiming his sister. Yeah. And he has a twin sister who has two children and a new baby who's 10 weeks old. And they're just chit-chatting, you know. And I overhear him say, oh, and the new daughter's name is Riley. I hear him over say, oh, and because he, he's viewing, you know, what's going on in their home with the FaceTime, he says, probably not, not a good idea to have her facing the television. <laughs> he, he's like, you know, there's, there's going to be plenty of time for screens in her life, but, you know, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's probably best that she doesn't get any of that stimulation. Oh and I just gosh. look at him and I think... Who the fuck do you think you are? You have no children. You've never even babysat anyone. You know nothing about children, development, anything. And you are giving your sister, who's the mother of two, okay, two children. She's doing this full time. You're giving her some some casual tips on a Tuesday afternoon. I just love my favorite part about this story is that it was like, oh, oh, I've caught you in a grave parenting error. Oh, Oh, hey, warning here. Just going to flag that child, that 10 week old child should not be facing the TV at all. They should be, they have their back turned. <laughs> so I just, I think that we need to do a PSA to, to parents throughout the world. Please do not have your babies faced towards the, the television. If you're watching something, you need to face them away from the screen. <laughs> I mean, wow. You're, you're exactly right. We have no idea. Science has no clue what, you know, facing the TV will even do for children. And I'm just glad that Kagan is so plugged in, you know? No, he's not plugged in. He's totally delusional. He, <laughs> he says things all the time about like the way we're going to raise our kids. And I'm like, you are living in La La Land. Like you are literally he living. He says things like if he sees a kid drinking a soda or a kid eating processed food, he'll be like, our kids are never going to eat junk food. Our kids are never going to have soda. Oh, oh. And then also not in the same conversation, but he'll have the nerve to be like, you're probably going to be doing the most of like, you know, child raising. And I'm just thinking, oh, and you think I'm not going to slip one of these little mother effers a French fry? Like you don't uh, think some that's cheese happening? And to an orange them, crush? To get them to shut their trap? Okay. Literally. You don't think I'm f- face them toward the screen so I can have some <laughs> precious time on my phone someday? Like, who do you think you're married to? Mother Teresa? Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. That is so funny. Well, okay. Well, quick story. Quick story that literally happened 45 minutes ago. Ben's reading this book called The Courage to Be Disliked. Okay. And I'm like, oh, is that something I should read? And he's like, oh, oh great. Maybe. Anyway, but he's like, you know, I'm, they talk about when you're raising your children and, you know, positive reinforcement and how it creates sort of this upper hand relationship where, you know, if you tell someone, oh, you're doing a good job at this, then they think that, you know, in actuality that they're dumb or stupid. And he's like, you know, it's a really big thing, like with your, with parenting. And I'm like, so what are you supposed to say to your kids? (laughs) And he was like, you know, you say, thank you for doing this with me. Thank you for your help. You're not supposed to, (laughs) nothing positive, (laughs) nothing about their skills. I'm like, if he could only hear a conversation with like you, me, and James, where we're just like, James, you're the coolest nine year old. You're like, you're so person. pretty. You're the prettiest you're so person pretty. you've ever seen. You're so smart. You're literally, you know everything. I wish I could be you. Okay. This is what I don't like. I think we're just getting way, we're, we're overthinking life a little bit. Like yes. my friend sent me a photo of her grandma um, and mm-hmm. she was like, my grandma is so badass. She was telling me stories of her first husband and like, I don't know why she sued him or something. And then she was Incredible. talking about like suing a plastic surgeon at one point and like, you know, grandma. smoking, Here for smoking cigarettes throughout her pregnancies. And you know, I'm just like, <laughs> I yearn for these times, okay, when we were just really? a little more, we just lived life closer to the edge. Like, right. think about this. In the 70s, if you took a daily walk, you were a healthy, fit person. No one had any concept that we needed to be strength training with progressive overload, you know, <laughs> with our stupid little apps every day for an hour in the gym, plus cardio, plus right. interval training, plus intermittent fasting, plus, you know, you got to make sure you get outside and get I mean, do you have, I have a lot of health focused friends. And so they post a lot about how we need to get natural light into our sure, eyes. Like first thing when you wake up. First like, thing. Three minutes really of waking up, I got to go face your, the sun. I'm like, I got to face the TV. 
guess what? I have to face fucking reality and that's hard enough. Okay. I don't want to go out. I don't need to worry about getting sunlight. Okay. No. Jeez. It's just like the stress of having to do right. all these like longevity right. protocols is mm -hmm. enough to send me into an early grave. Well, Andrew Huberman. You know what the difference is between those people and me? I'm not actually all that interested in longevity. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. I've got a weak will to live and I, you know, I'm, I'll be happy when my maker takes me here for a good time, not a long time. Take away the red wine, bring on the moonshine. Okay. That's yes. how that poem yes. ends. And it's stunning. <laughs> Pulitzer prize winning. Oh my gosh. I just want to imitate Kagan. Oh, oh, your your baby should actually not be facing the TV. Oh, just just <laughs> heads up. Heads up, sister oh, who's raised, already raised a kid. Probably not a good idea. Probably just I see that really quick. I just noticed. Probably not Gotta a good call idea. This out. <laughs> As her uncle. I I just I have to say something. What? 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 You have me Oh my gosh. Okay. It just reminds me of my favorite tweet, Chandler, which is like, and I'm paraphrasing because I can't find it, but it says all these tech bros with their longevity protocols in their Patagonia vests, cold plunging and saunaing and drinking their celery juice. You know, they, they pale in comparison to the great men of history who went to war, who took yep. amphetamines with lunch, who drank Bollinger, mm -hmm. which is, I think, some sort of crazy hard alcohol um, no idea what with that every is. meal. I yearn for times when there wasn't the societal pressure to right. have a fitness regimen or a health regimen. Like, remember, Chandler, there were days when we drank beer with every meal. And this was just, I mean, it might have been to help with the famine. But still, it seems like right. a more low-key time. It just seems, yeah, generally more relaxing. I will say I have been watching the rewatching the HBO miniseries about John Adams. And <laughs> okay, <laughs> what a flex. And for for, yeah. Well, honestly, I, I love an HBO miniseries and I remember loving the show when I was younger, another flex. And anyway, I'm rewatching it and Ben is like sitting beside me and he's like, he's like, this is like a show that you would be forced to watch like in history class when you get a sub. <laughs> and yeah, I I'm like, did you what are you trying to say? It's good. It's with, it's with Japal Giamatti and Laura Linney. It's not like great illustrated classics or something. It is very good. It's like high production value. Anyway, what I am going to tell you though, is that these people had terrible teeth and the teeth were so bad that maybe it wasn't totally worth it. Some of, you know, some of the longevity things like brushing your teeth are worth it. Yeah, but think about a reality where you're not pressured to look hot on social media. Like you don't you, yeah, bear, you know mirrors are expensive. It just seems like right. the pressure was off 50 years ago. It's true. Okay, Lauren, let's fast forward to present day where unfortunately we do exist. What is going on? <laughs> what do we want to talk about? Lauren, the wall behind you, it's quite barren. What's going on there? <laughs> you know what? I find getting things framed to be very stressful. And so I've just never done it. I don't basically have anything framed in my home. And it's sad for me. It's very sad, which is why we are so lucky to be sponsored by FrameBridge right now. Yes, I am so excited to correct this wrong in my life. What's so great about FrameBridge is for other people also intimidated by a gallery wall, if you go on their website, you can just very quickly, easily upload like five photos or whatever it is, and they will send you different dimensioned, cute frames, beautiful, sleek, modern, so you can just hang your gallery wall and it's good to go. They make it very easy on a layperson like yourself. Everyone, see why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. Can I talk to you about a product that you love, that Courtney loves, and that I love? Please. Early bird CBD gummies are so phenomenal, everyone. They are the perfect 2.5 milligrams of THC and 12.5 milligrams of CBD. So this concoction, it gives you the warmest, gooeyest feeling. They have the magic formula. I love the watermelon flavor. That's my favorite. I also love using them when I know I need to get a good night's sleep and I can sleep in. You guys, we love Early Bird CBD so much. We reached out to them to see if they'd be interested in sponsoring the show because we were like, these products, these gummies, everyone needs to know about them. We're going to tell them about, about them anyway. So maybe we can get paid to do it. And honestly, we just cannot recommend them enough. We have a link in our show notes. You can go to earlybirdcbd.com, use code POPAPOLOGIST20 for 20% off. Earlybirdcbd.com, POPAPOLOGIST20 for 20% off. Do yourself a favor, try the gummies. 
They ship to all 50 states, everybody. You got to try it. Earlybirdcbd.com. <laughs> okay. I wanted to share with you very briefly that I've been watching Paris in Love and I'm a you very have. just, I'm even, have you seen it? No, Ben was like, should you watch Paris in Love? Should we watch that? Like kind of <laughs> like for the podcast. And I was like, nah, seems kind of boring. Okay. I find it to be very good scrolling your phone content. Like it's not riveting. You're not going to watch it. Like it's the next yeah. Oscar winner, but it's definitely a fun little watch. Her husband gives me the biggest ick I have. Really? I can, I can barely describe Chandler how put off <gasps> I am by her husband. So they tell do, me everything. I don't know anything about her husband. I'm dying for you to watch the first episode because they do what are called month anniversaries where every month they celebrate their anniversary. Okay. They're two years into their relationship at this point and they do month anniversaries or 21 yeah. months. And for their month anniversary, he, basically gives her like this incredible diamond tennis necklace. He gives her all these gowns to okay. choose from. They take a private jet to San Francisco where they have I could get on board on with rooftop. month anniversaries. Even for me, it sounds exhausting. But the thing that is just so off-putting about him is that he's just so smarmy. It's like that's the only way to put it. He's so Okay. It's kind of like he's a what car sales mean to you. He's like a car salesman of their love. Like he's just constantly telling her how much he loves her, how perfect they are together, how much he loves being engaged to Paris Hilton. Like it seems like he's really in love with Paris Hilton trademark. Right. And he just, I don't even know how to describe it. He kind of like treats her like he's her father figure too. Like he's a little bit patronizing. He's a little bit, they just have a weird relationship and she talks to him always in her baby voice and mm. it is it just gives me the biggest ick so i just wanted to highlight this for anyone else who has watched paris and love super curious if other people have felt this way what is he like as a dad they have a baby right we have a baby i'm only three episodes in so i haven't gotten to that okay part. and what does he do does he have money of his own yeah he Pedigree does he, his own? he does seem to be successful in his own right but there's just something super off about him. Well, also, he has a 10-year-old daughter that he completely abandoned. David Foster style. He d- has no contact with her. And there's something just like about the way he is. You know how, when you were dating and there were guys who were mm-hmm. just like immediately all in, like completely? Yes. And they would just yeah. be like writing you poems from day one. And it was just super overwhelming, but not in yeah. a hot way, just in a yeah. very formulaic way robotic it's like he's a robotic car salesman of their love it is very strange i mean i think too any guy who is love bomby is just i don't know it's not it's not totally for me and maybe that i don't know maybe it works for some people but i just i'm skeptical of any man who is actually on a daily basis deeply 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 romantic or just over the top romantic you know it's like think about other things you got to think about like war and i don't know bringing home the bacon no, exactly. And I feel like he's constantly delivering these things with like, because our love is so wonderful and you are so incredible. And he's constantly like giving her gifts and flowers. And it's just, it's just not real. It's not real. It doesn't feel real. It yeah, feels right. well, produced. Like he's producing I think there's it. something too about a very new relationship. Yeah. Well, and also he, you know, she's kind of dragging her heels in terms of planning the wedding. And he's like all Mm. over it. He's like stressed out about her not being more into wedding planning. Like is basically the the undertone is like, is she going to run from the altar? Here's what I'm going to say. Is he the greatest guy in the entire world? No, he's not like, he's not, he's not. It's just, it's not based in reality. It's like, he's playing the role of the perfect guy. Mm. Like, you yeah, don't want he's that. Like a James you Marsden. You don't want a robot. You want someone who has their right. own initiatives, agendas. You want someone to right. contend with. You don't want someone who's just like your blow up doll come to life. Anyway, yeah. There's there's something about a guy being, I think, a little too Prince Charmingy. That's a little yes. weird. Yes, yeah. there's just a little too strange. Disney Prince. I'll give it a watch. I'll you know check it out. I want to see what he's like. I want to see if he also gives me the ick or maybe I'm going to, you know, be super into him. Maybe he'll be yeah. my new Brad Falchuk. Report back, Chandler. I will. Okay. Uh, it's funny that you mention 
a couple in love on TV because I have a little bit of a guilty pleasure to talk to you about. Okay. So on mornings where Ben goes to the office or Ben's, you know, out of the house early in the morning, I like to lay in bed and watch the news, the morning news. Okay. Like KTLA? Like CBS. There's something about for me laying in bed, not being forced to, you know, like get up and get going, start getting things in order and watching the news. It makes me feel grown up. Okay. Maybe it's just having a TV in my bedroom. I'm not sure. But this morning I caught a gorgeous interview with Julia Roberts on CBS. All right. Okay. Excellent. And uh, it's a very quick story. But basically she's in a new movie that's on Netflix. It's like a super scary thriller. And I do want to watch it with her and Ethan Hawke. And the Gail, the host, the anchor or whatever, you know, sitting down with her, they're discussing her previous characters. She's very cute and lovely. You know, the Julia Roberts we know and adore. And Gail brings up her husband. And I just have to tell you, she says, you know, talk to me about Danny Motor. You know, you're the love of your life. The guy you've been with for 21 years. Yeah. And Julia Roberts breaks out into the biggest grin you've ever seen. She fully blushes. Really? She fully like, and even and Gail kind of starts laughing and she's like, I can't even bring up his name without seeing 110 of your teeth. And it's the cutest moment. So cute. And she's just like, you know, she just starts gushing about him in a very real and sweet way. You know, she calls him her favorite human, which Gail loved. Anyway, it was very sweet. And I just, I had a moment where I was like, wow, I hope we're all are as lucky as Julia Roberts. Like just, it's the sweetest thing. They've been together for so long and she just fully was gushing about him and they just really seem like, you know, people in love. So yeah, that's I my little like, story. No, I love that. Thank you for sharing. I think it's very heartwarming. Okay, everyone. Yes, so it I is. You have journeys. Don't stop believing. You know, in the back of your brain, as you hear us finish out this little segment. But I, Chandler, am heartened by that. I think it's beautiful. I think that I've always been intrigued by Julie Roberts and Danny Motor because they fly under mm-hmm. the radar. She, he does not yes. walk red carpets with her. They seem to have a very private relationship. I think they met on set. He worked on set. He's a cinematographer. He's a cinematographer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. anyway, I would love to know more. And thank you. I love to know about yeah. a couple still going strong. I think it was just a true, genuine moment from her. And it was very sweet. And I, you know, it gave me just a lot of hope and just made me excited for the future of, of my life. I feel like if Gail King asked Meredith Marks, should she appear on CNN News? <laughs> you know, how things are going with Kagan Atkinson, one of her her favorite viewers. Um, she's going to similarly smile with a thousand teeth. She's going to similarly blush. I was just thinking, would I respond that way? Mm, I'm not sure. But Meredith Marks I don't probably know. would. You know, depends on the day. But yeah, it depends just, on the day. Yeah, truly. Well, aside from my, you know, laying in bed watching the news, I also have another habit that is, is recent because, okay. Lauren, a People magazine got sent to my address, okay? And I don't, it wasn't addressed to me. It was addressed to somebody else, all right? People magazine with Meg Ryan on the cover. Okay. And I used to devour these things at the nail salon. But, you know, in recent times, I go to Just Jared or Daily Mail. You know, I get my my celebrity news from other sources. But I decided to hang on to this magazine because I was like, I don't know, maybe I'll be bored. Maybe I'll have something juicy in it. Okay. And I was thumbing through it. And there are a few interesting things from, you know, this edition of People Magazine that I want to share with you. Can I ask you a quick question? Do you feel like we've all migrated towards going on page6.com, you know, reading celebrity gossip online? Do you feel like there's something lost that's contained within the hard copy of these magazines? Yes. So a couple things. I do believe a little bit is lost because I would say we're now getting like very much so like the top line of news. You know, we get like the big major stories and then, you know, like whatever Daily Mail wants to spit out at us. But when you when you have a copy of People magazine in your hands, you're getting like, you know, here's all the stars who wore red, like, you know, elegant lady in red. And then it's like 16 different stars in their red carpet dresses or it's like, what's in my bag? And just like little tiny things that have to just, you know, when they just need to fill the pages. So I do think a, a little bit is lost. Additionally, like I remember when I was, you know, at the nail salon as a child, mm-hmm. a child getting acrylic nails, like this is where I got my front page news. This mm-hmm. is where I saw what was actually happening. Yeah. Now, you know, it gets injected into our veins every single day. We have breaking news. And so there, there was something about maybe, I don't know, like the, the waiting I for mean, the magazine to come out. Can I also say I have a lot of fond memories of 
reading a new Vogue in my bathtub or a new Teen Vogue or yeah. just like thumbing through a magazine in my bathtub. Totally. Reading articles from start to finish, loving the pictures. And and mm-hmm. I think now we've just become so TikTokified and we get things in right. these really short form bursts with all these images back to back. And it's not nearly as restful of an experience as just you and a really good magazine in the bath for 30 yeah. minutes. No, it's it's a full experience and mm-hmm. it's it's better than just like scrolling, you know, where you're like slub story, you know, Completely. friend Instagram post, etc. Exactly. So the first story, I, I don't need to, ne- need to necessarily take you through the story because we're all familiar, but I thought this was funny because, you know, in this article, there's always, you know, an insider source says X, Y, and Z, right? So this story is about it's just, you know, Bradley Cooper and Gigi Hadid's fun new romance. All right? Okay. I so love it talks this. about their relaxed relationship. You know, uh, the source says Hadid is interested in Bradley, but they're both busy. And, you know, they talk about how they, you know, bond over the fact that she has a three-year-old, he has a six-year-old, et cetera, et cetera. Really, there's nothing super juicy in here except for this quote that I thought was just kind of funny. And what I'm realizing while reading this magazine is that this, all of the, the stories in here have like very crazy spin and a lot of the spin i think is like favorable to men okay but so let me read this excerpt so an entertainment source adds cooper who wore a 645 cashmere shirt from hadid's guest in residence clothing line is attracted to hadid's drive quote bradley would not date anyone who was not smart independent thinking and successful in her own way <sighs> says the source oh my gosh okay <laughs> I just like that. I just made me roll. It's like he would never date anyone who wasn't (laughs) smart, independent thinking and successful in her own way. I just feel like it's it's truly these magazines are very talented at just creating nothing out of thin air. It's yes. like he yes. would never date anyone who didn't have long, silky hair, nice nails, <laughs> and who didn't, you know, thank the cashier with a smile when leaving the grocery store. It's just it's like, yes, it's nothing like these things actually it's nothing. mean nothing. Right, right, right. But I just think it's funny that that's this like that that's the take. He wouldn't date anyone who wasn't X, Y, and Z, you know. Anyway, we'll move to the next story that I, this is what caught my eye. And this is why okay. I wanted to even break into this magazine. Because from the headline and onward, it is just fully a spin, in my opinion. And okay. this is perfect coming off the heels of us recording our, you know, we just recorded Britney Spears part two that will be coming out potentially on Friday. Yeah. So this headline reads, how Justin Timberlake is moving on after Britney Spears' memoir revelations. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> How Justin Timberlake is moving on after The Woman in Me came out. I mean, I was concerned for him. I was wondering how he was doing. You know, was he in the depths of despair? How is, is he moving on? Well, you know, and finally we know that he, he is moving on. Oh gosh. I didn't know he ever wasn't moving on. I didn't, I yeah. never really got the message that he was impacted whatsoever. But please continue. Right. Okay, so let me. I'm just going to read some of the, the best p- parts from the, the sources. Okay. Sources close to Timberlake, 42, say his focus is elsewhere. <laughs> Fresh <laughs> off a new song early. <laughs> just, just like, <laughs> he's not focused on this. Sorry, I just think it'd be so hilarious. It was like, sources close to Timberlake say that his focus is elsewhere. But sources closer to Timberlake say <laughs> his focus is only on the woman and me. And it's all he can think about. He has constantly has it on audibles. He's reading it on Kindle. It's everywhere in his home. He cannot focus on anything but Britney's <laughs> memoir. We need to like use sources more because I think pe- it's just people accept it as truth and you can kind of get away with murder by just saying sources. It's just so funny. Okay, please continue. So, okay. Fresh off a new song release with NSYNC, the Mirror Singer has been putting his attention toward his career and life at home with wife Jessica Beale whom he married in 2012 with their son Silas and Phineas three. It's another like indie kid name thing. No offense to anyone with those kid names, but you know what I'm saying? You can refer back to last week's episode. Correct. So quote, he's happy at home with Jess and their kids. He's focusing on new music. An insider says he's in such a great place. (sighs) Yeah. I think that was the point of the memoir is that despite Brittany having, you know, really suffered in the press and his career massively benefited from the narrative that she mm-hmm. had burned him. He was actually the one cheating on her and he was the one who was running around, you know, having a blast. Right. His career just took off and she was publicly humiliated and abused by the media and honestly by the public. And so it's like big surprise. He's in a good place. Right. He's been in a good place all this time. Well, and so then this next part is just 
like also hilarious. A second source says Beal 41 also hasn't appeared to let the news rock her. Jess likes to stay low key and just focus on her boys. Really quick. Did you see their video about international nannies day? No. Oh my gosh. Stop. They put out the most obnoxious video that was like, today is international child caretaker or nanny day. And we just want to say thank you to all the amazing nannies that have blessed our lives. Oh no. Her and Justin, like looking at the cameras, it is the most tone deaf, embarrassing. It's actually shocking. This video passed their PR and they posted it. To all the nannies out there, we appreciate you. We love you. We thank you. Happy nanny appreciation week. Happy nanny appreciation week. You know who you are. You know who you are. We love you. It's the equivalent of Kate Middleton being like, it's International Servants Day. It's International (laughs) Servants Day. And we really have to talk to all the incredible servants in our home. (laughs) We're so grateful for you. Thank you so much. It's like kindly F off. We don't need your literally as we all schlep, as we all deal with our own kids or lack, whatever. Mm-hmm. We don't need to hear how happy we don't you need are it. with all the nannies that have helped you have such an easy life. Unless this is coming with $100,000 checks a la Taylor Swift to her drivers. No, we don't want your thanks. Like just we don't want your thank you video at the, you know, no, obviously. it's giving Taylor Swift being like it is international private jet pilot day. Right. And I just want to thank all right. the pilots of my multiple private jets. It's like, F yes. off. We don't need it. Literally shut up. Shut up. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, their, yeah. Their PR team is very interesting. And yeah, that's, that's the end of the juice there with okay. Justin Timber, like moving on from Britney Spears memoir, but I'm just so happy that he's moving on. I just, it brings me so much relief. I'm going to mm-hmm. sleep easy tonight. Yeah. I know a lot of our podcast listeners had wrote that in a lot of the question boxes on our Instagram. They're like, do you guys think that Justin's moved on? Where is he? Is he still focusing Where on is this he? aftermath? Everyone, again, no ramifications for Justin, and he's moved on. Mm-hmm. I think the last time he said anything about Britney Spears or offered an apology was like in 2021, where he said, I would like to publicly apologize to, or I'd like to specifically apologize to Janet Jackson and to Britney Spears. <sighs> I think when it comes anyway. to Justin Timberlake, I'm ready to keep it brief, Okay. I don't like it, yeah. and I never have. Lauren, as we made our descent into New York, you know, from our beloved Guana Island trip, mm. I got excited thinking about coming home to like my more simple routine food, like my mm. Clean Simple Eats protein powder. Yeah, I feel like it's such a good staple because the protein powder, if you blend it with ice and water, you got vanilla frosty, essentially, if you like the Simply Vanilla. If you get chocolate brownie powder, you've got a chocolate frosty. You could do the mint chocolate chip, you got a thin mint frosty, or you just dissolve it in milk or water, and that also strangely tastes really good like chocolate milk it's a super fast easy quick snack also i just love that the ingredients are clean they're grass-fed it's 20 grams of protein for 110 calories it is just the best protein powder out there everyone go to cleansimpleeats.com and use the promo code pop apologist for 10 percent off that's pop apologist for 10 percent off cleansimpleeats.com pop apologist for 10 percent off Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, Lauren, we just mentioned Kate Middleton. Do we want to talk about the Christmas card? The sexy ass Gap ad Christmas card? I do want to talk about it with you because I read an article online about it that seemed semi-unhinged to me. And so I okay. actually wanted to get your opinion on this think piece yeah. on the, the Christmas yeah. card. Oh, a think piece. Yes. Wow. This, a think piece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, please. Can so, we call our podcast a think piece? This is actually a celebrity gossip site called Laney Gossip that I actually adore. Oh, it's Laney. Okay. But this is absolutely a think piece on this Christmas card, in my personal opinion. Okay? You ready for this? Okay. Yeah. So it reads... And and by the way, if you have not seen it, the picture is them against a very standard photography backdrop, like a portrait backdop that you would have at your local Sears. They're Mm -hmm. all in white button downs and denim. And this is what the article reads. It says... 
Quiet luxury was one of the biggest style trends of 2023. Quiet luxury is stealth wealth. It's Gwyneth Paltrow and the Roy family on succession. As I said back in August, the undercurrent in the quiet luxury trend for those who adopt it is a statement against loud luxury, as in wearing your wealth in the form of double C's and G's and a distancing from the people who do so. This is class distinction. Quiet luxury is for those who know. If you know, you know, and if you know, you're one of them. It's a secret handshake, a code, a whistle, if you will, and it is absolutely classist. On that note, to the Wales' family Christmas card, because for once, Princess Kate is on a trend while it's still on trend. White shirts and denim in black and white, as if to say, we're so classic, we don't need color. And however you want to read that statement, by all means, read it. It works on multiple levels. It's giving, we have offshore accounts and a lot of horses, lol. <laughs> I think this just looks like a very standard early 2000s or 90s Sears family Christmas card. I don't know. This is not scream privileged and luxury to me. Well, if anyone's ever been in a suburban home, they would see a photo of a family of, you know, of all types in jeans and a white t-shirt. That is just a classic Christmas card fit. Yes. I actually quite like. I mean, obviously, the quiet wealth is that's a very real thing. Uh, I mean, you know, and if we want to quote the great Dorinda Medley, what money talks, wealth whispers. I also agree with you. I don't think this is an intentional effort by Kate <laughs> to be like, I'm so rich. Yeah. I don't know. I just think like this doesn't that doesn't strike me as her. No, I she, if anything, you know, this seems like this whole picture, it's low res and it's a little low rent for them. I loved it. And yeah, it wasn't like this is a yeah, highly accessible know. Christmas card. If you want to get this Christmas card, absolutely, look, it's not going to be expensive to achieve. What would be expensive is all of her kids decked out in you know really beautiful designer, understated, low key pieces, right. and in like one of their homes, you know, against like a gorgeous backdrop of their beautiful right. views and their gardens, you know, like to me on some level. The Megan, not not to be, you know, I'm not trying to hate on Megan at all. But if we're gonna like make these accusations, you could say that the photo of Megan and Harry, where they're like in their Santa Barbara Montecito backyard and they announce their pregnancy, that's way more of like a flex than this like Flashy. Sears catalog Christmas card. Yeah, I think the background is a, is a good detail here. I mean, what was their Christmas card last year, or two years ago, where it was them like on the grounds of something, you know? Yeah, I don't like, know. Walking outside. I think that you could find fault with Kate Middleton in other ways. I just don't think this is her. This is some like grand scheme. Yeah, it's the the race to indict people for, in my opinion, innocuous things is just can be very silly. But yeah, what did you think about this card aesthetically? You love it. I loved it. I thought it was classic and gorgeous. I mean, the kids are like so cute. I thought that Kate looked amazing. William looked great. I don't know. They're like, they're a dashing family. And I was like, oh, I was into it. I mean, especially compared to like the skinny jeans, like white eyelet top of the car, you know, from before. Yeah, I, I wasn't loving it, to be honest. I would have preferred something a little bit more up to date, but I'm glad to have a new photo of the family and the kids do seem to be getting older. Let's move on. What's next? Okay, Chandler, well, we do have some Taylor and Travis news to get to. So this is according to page six. Travis Kelsey is reportedly planning to pull out all the stops for girlfriend Taylor Swift's birthday. The Kansas City Chiefs tight end is looking to host the best birthday party possible, says the source, for the 12-time Grammy winner who will turn 34 on December 13th when this episode goes out. Happy birthday, Taylor. I'm sure you're listening. And it seems as though, according to the source, money is no object when it comes to signing on the dotted line. This is what the source says, the insider. Travis wants to throw the best party possible. Money is not an object and he wants her close friends there. A second source claimed that the NFL superstar will be throwing the bash in New York City as opposed to his home turf in Kansas City. While it's unclear what exactly is planned, there's no doubt the athlete has something special in mind. Mm. My only thought on this is that yeah, I just love that Taylor has someone in her life who can ball out for her. Like I feel like she has probably been the one to ball out for everyone in her life and throw yes. all the parties and fly people places and do all the things. And I think that Travis Kelsey is in a unique position compared to her other boyfriends 
to really return the same favor to her. And I just love that for a girl. Completely. I totally agree. I think that, you know, also just the act of throwing her a big birthday party versus like, you know, here's an intimate low key dinner. Like, I think it just speaks volumes about Travis's comfortability with her friends Mm -hmm. and comfortability, like kind of like standing next to her and being in the spotlight with her. This is not a new thing that we've talked about, but I just, Jill Alwyn never would have done this. Never. No, you know, there is a swag. Not, Not only for financial reasons, potentially, but also just be different style. Yeah. There's a swagger and a confidence that I just feel like is so equal with them, right? Like there's just mm-hmm, something right. about the way that both of them operate and it seems to be on a similar level. And I just, I love to see it. I think it's fun that it's in New York too. Like that's like, that's more of her scene. That's where all of her people are, you know, that's where Jack Antonoff agree. is. Etc. And so I think it's fun that he's going to do it on her turf as well. It's not like, yeah, everyone fly to Kansas City and I'll we ball out here. Like, it's like, no, we're going to do this like Taylor style. It's a pre for her with her in mind and her friend's convenience in mind. Right. I completely agree with you. And I love that. The other thing I was going to say is, did you see the photo of them at the bar in Kansas City after the game? Mm-hmm. Yes. So I just it's so interesting that we see Taylor there's a photo of her just like her arms around him kissing him and it's so cute there is just an exuberance to this romance that we have never seen from taylor with any of her previous boyfriends Mm -hmm. in terms of her displays of public affection and it is really sweet to watch it's so sweet i wonder what he's getting her like i wonder what gift he's getting her i wonder what they're doing for christmas like I just and I'm I bet we're gonna see pictures of all of it. So I can't I wait. I can't wait too. Okay, well, Chandler, get going to another couple, you know, who have maybe have a different tone in public, definitely a different aesthetic. Let's get to Kanye West and his wife, Bianca Sensori. They stepped out and Bianca, Chandler, she had a very interesting outfit on. So I think we are used to Bianca. Wait, she wears I was gonna say she wears she wore an interesting outfit. That's, kind of, <laughs> that's interesting for her. So she, Chandler, wore a metal mesh bikini that she accessorized with a stuffed animal, okay? It was a long stuffed animal that covered her torso. Um, and this was essentially her fit for the night. So this is what Page Six reports. They say, <laughs> that's one way to cover up. Kanye West and his wife, Bianca, showed off yet another barely there look while the duo hit a Miami nightclub over the weekend. Bianca was sported in a shimmery metal one-piece swimsuit with a crisscross back for their night out, hugging a huge stuffed toy that she's been toting around and that appears to be a stuffed Persian cat. Anyway, the only thing I have to say about this, I'm sure everyone's seen the photos. The thing I wanted to say about this is I do find Mm -hmm. this fit to be at least more compelling than the outfits that we got before, which just looked like she had been trying on clothes at Nordstrom and there was a fire and she ran outside the building in her like nylons and bra. Like at least yes, we're getting yes. a little bit something different. Like it's giving Lady, Ga- Lady Gaga performance art versus just the just nylons naked. and the bras. Yeah. Lauren, I love that. What a glass half full way to look at Thank things. Thank you. I'm so proud of you. You're so evolved. Thank you. When I heard the words metal mesh bikini, my insides uh, did a somersault because the idea of putting anything like that on my bo- person, on my body, sounds so uncomfortable that I, I want to die. I just think, you know, Bianca is a really strong person because she's able to wear extremely uncomfortable fits for nights on end. And I just, I want to commend her for that too, I guess. Also, I just want to say, if someone is willing to wear, as you say, a cold metal outfit, okay, <laughs> and step out for paparazzi. Who's not a knight. Yes, who's not a knight. Chandler these are just the thirstiest people. Like what's funny to me is the idea that Kanye West would ever act annoyed with paparazzi or that they would ever complain because they are literally just begging for attention, going out in Miami, stepping out for paparazzi in these crazy outfits. It just seems Mm -hmm. like for anyone under the impression that these people don't want exactly what's happening which is people talking about it like they're trying to give people stuff to talk about they're trying to stay relevant right with these crazy outfits yeah and i guess it's working 100 yeah, percent. it's working here we are here we are okay well another piece of riveting news chandler are you ready for this have you been wondering i'm so ready how todd chrisley's doing in jail chandler <laughs> <gasps> i've completely forgotten about todd chrisley and i feel deeply bad about that because 
we did this whole interesting segment on Savannah, right? Taking care of their like youngest child. If you remember that, we we talked about them. Honestly, ago, I, I barely remember that. But I saw this headline, okay. which grabbed my attention, and I thought our listeners would find to be intriguing slash revolting. So Todd Chrisley claims, Chandler, that prison conditions are so horrifying, a dead cat fell from the ceiling into inmates' food. Did you hear that? Oh, I caught that. I, caught I was that, yeah. ready for the yeah, gasp. It. Didn't come. It is so disgustingly filthy, the former reality star said. He told Newsweek's Brian Enton on Friday of the conditions of the facility. The food is literally, I'm not exaggerating this. The food is dated. It's out of date by at minimum a year. It's a year past expiration. He alleged that rats and squirrels were found in the storage facility where the inmates' food um, was kept. Anyway. Oh. I don't want to go to prison. I'm going to try to avoid it completely because it does sound horrific. You know, the rats part doesn't bother me. I, I encounter rats all the time. It's just, it's a part of life. I don't really feel bad for Todd Chrisley. I'm sorry. This is another interesting part. He says that he only eats food that he can buy directly from the commissary. He says, I eat tuna, I eat peanut butter. That's where I get my protein. I like to eat a pasta salad that I can make because I get the pasta in the commissary. Um, and then I do the same thing every week. Although he says that the warden channel of the prison is trying to break him by limiting the amount of food items he can <gasps> buy. So before she came here, he says you could buy 12 packs of tuna a week, but she cut it down to six and now it's at three. She has not given me a reason. When I asked her about it, she said commissary is a privilege, not a right. Kim Kardashian. Wow. I, we need you to visit Todd Chrisley in prison because things are, Please. he is unwell. I would also be similarly upset if someone reduced me from 12 cans of tuna a week to six. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it doesn't matter that you're going to turn uh, silver like Mother God turned blue with all the mercury in your blood. Right. Chandler's a tuna-holic. <laughs> Always has been. Gross. <laughs> wow, Todd. Sending love and light at this time to Todd Chrisley. Okay, so you guys, pop culture news Obviously, as you can tell, as we recapped Todd Chrisley in prison, <laughs> that it was a little light this early part of the week. So we're going to finish out the episode with a little bit of Q&A, questions that we haven't gotten to yet. The first one, Chandler, and I think you should disclose because we get this a lot. Please, can you please share your non-alcoholic wine recommendations? I really like this retailer called Boisson. Okay, Boisson is a it's a store and I'm pretty sure they ship that sells all non-alcoholic non beverages. All right. So they sell wines and spirits and that type of thing. And there are a few brands that I like from them. So a brand I really like is called Shirley. I like their sparkling rosé and I, they have like a white wine that I also like. And then another bundle that I like is by a brand called Kolani Null. It's spelled K-O-L-O-N-N-E and then null N-U-L-L. -L. And that's there's a tasting bundle that I, I've liked. I would say Kalani Null and then Shirley are very good. This is a housekeeping item. But if you have questions about this, your best bet is just DM Chandler directly on her Instagram. That'll get the message straight to her. If you DM it to Pop Apologist, it'll most likely come to me. And then I screenshot it and send it to her. So if you want to cut out the middleman, please send your questions to at Chancutery on Instagram. Does that sound good? Do you agree? That sounds great. Yeah. I'll, the, my favorite from the Kalani Null, I'll say, is the session number five. That's my favorite. Okay. People want to know, Chandler, what is on our Christmas wish list? Mm. Do you have anything you want this Christmas specifically? I have already gotten my Christmas gift from Ben. We got each other, you know, we celebrated Christmas by getting ourselves a king size bed. So I don't like have anything that I'm anticipating yeah. getting, but I don't know. I always want jewelry and I think I need new, I need new shoes big time. So I need like a new pair of like some type of heel, a new pair of boots, Okay, my shoe situation, you know, living in New York, my, sh I just go through shoes yeah. like crazy. It's, it's really a bummer. I feel like my Christmas gift I want from Kagan is to not complain about travel. I would like to book next year. I would like a, just a, oh, just a car blanche, happy to go mm -hmm. excited about it. Attitude for the stuff I want to do next year. All I want for Christmas is for Chandler to stop changing the subtitle mode on the Netflix account. <laughs> oh, nope. Is that too much to ask for? Subtitles forever. Subtitles forever, baby. Chandler and Kagan are in a subtitle war, as we've said on the podcast. We use her Netflix account, and every time he goes to watch a show, the subtitles are back on, and he's enraged. <laughs> okay. 
Get your own Netflix account, Lauren. Before we go, we need to talk about the Vanderpump Rules trailer that dropped on Monday. Oh my gosh. These people are putting their full ASS into this next season. They are pulling out all the stops. Somehow there is new secrets, new cheating that hasn't been revealed. I'm honestly shocked that this looks like it's going to be such a good season, especially because I know apparently no one's drinking this this year. Ariana said this on Watch What Happens Live. The only people drinking are her and Katie, but everyone seems plenty unhinged on this trailer. Oh, yeah. And it looks very, very good. It looks so good. So what is revealed in the trailer that I'd never heard before was that Sheena and Schwartz made out in Vegas. And that is one of the times that he like was a makeout slut is what he says, like when he was with Katie. I am very interested to watch that unfold. Also very interested because apparently Sheena and Sandoval are back in each other's okay graces, not necessarily good graces, but that's a point of contention is that Sheena is essentially extending some sort of olive branch to Sandoval, which is very much pissing off Ariana. And then also, and this is something I'm very interested in. I'm very excited to watch Lala kind of come for Ariana for, she says like being essentially made out to be a God after being cheated on. She says in the trailer, Mm -hmm. like I've never seen someone get cheated on. Suddenly they're a God. So I will be interested to see like, has the fawning, the public fawning, gone to Ariana's head. How is that playing out? I'm interested to see the new boyfriend. I think this looks like a very good season. Yeah, I literally cannot wait. January 30th could not come soon enough. We will be recapping it, or at least all the best parts. So I, yeah, I cannot wait. I mean, just thank goodness for VPR. Yes. And I think, Chandler, that probably brings us to the close of the episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back with the Patreon on Friday. Tune in if you want, you know, more content from us. We really appreciate all of you who support us, you know, listening to the regular episode, listening on Patreon. Yeah. Absolutely. Love you guys. Hope you're having a great December. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. That's all for now, folks. Don't forget, give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at Apologists, and we will see you next week, live every Wednesday. Oh, yeah.